Welcome, Bear Nation, to another episode of the U Pike Men's Basketball Podcast. Exciting episode this week. Season 2, Episode 2. Coach Ty Compton recaps two huge wins last week over Campbellsville in overtime and over the big time rival in the Mid South Conference, the Georgetown Tigers. Also joined on this week's podcast by Elijah Justice. Talks about the lessons he learned from basketball as a player and now as a coach. Talked about his time wearing the orange and black for the Bears and his influences from Kelly Wills and Ty Compton. Great episode, so stay tuned. Hello, Coach Compton. Hey, Gary, how are you? Uh, I'm fine. I tell you what, I've been looking forward to speaking with you. I know last week we talked, I was hoping to have a uh, be 5-0 and and 2-0 in a conference. And man, it's some exciting times last week, Coach. Sure. You know, it was a huge week for us. We knew going in that, uh, you know, we needed to get off on the right foot, especially at home in the Mid-South Conference. And uh, it's, it's a difficult task to do. So we knew we had to, to have a great week, had to have a great week of preparation, had to had to have a great week of focus and uh, needed needed a little bit of luck on our side as well. So uh, luckily everything everything kind of came together and we were able to put together two big wins. Well, so it makes everybody at home, just in case everybody wasn't caught up on the, the schedule so far, the Bears picked up a 92-87 victory last Thursday over Campbellsville. And then on Saturday, they turned around and picked up a 72-66 win over, over Georgetown. And Coach, you already kind of, touched on a little bit so but how important is it to to defend the home turf and to start off the league at 2-0 and in the mid-south yeah you know if you're going to have a chance to win the league and and compete at the top of our league you know you have to win your home games and and we knew that and we've talked about that with our group and you know that's been something that is, has really been the case the entire time I've been here on staff so uh, we knew we needed a good effort and and for us at this point of the year you know we, we've tried to remain focused on the process and not necessarily focused on the result. We feel like if we if we just continue to fight to get better every single day, continue to fight to try to be our best every single day, then then uh, you know the results will follow. And luckily, so far we've we've been able to to reap the benefits of of just kind of having a growth mindset and just trying to be better each and every day. But uh, winning at home is is absolutely critical if you're going to have a chance to to win the conference. And uh, you know couldn't have asked for for two better ones to start out with. Well, Coach, let's start go back to Thursday night and that 92-87 to 87 overtime victory over Campbellsville. I know you had four Bears in double figures with a huge game from Darius Love. Give us your thoughts about that Campbellsville victory. Yeah, you know, it was a game that we came out and, and really – uh, had a good clean game plan. I, I thought the guys understood it well. I thought, uh, you know, I thought the first 18 minutes of the first half, I thought we executed it really well. And uh, something we talk a lot about is winning the middle game with our guys. You know, we want to really win the final five minutes of the first half and we want to win the first five minutes of the second half. You know, we feel like that's the time period that, uh, you know, you can really win momentum going into the locker room at halftime and win momentum coming out of the locker room at halftime. So, uh, we, we didn't do a very good job of, of winning that middle game against Campbellsville. They were able to fight back. And, uh, you know, at one point, I think with two minutes to go in the, in the second, in the first half, we were up by 14 or 15 points. And with 15 minutes to go in the second half, we were down by one. So, uh, they did a great job closing that gap coming back. Uh, but you know, we challenged our guys, just told them that, you know, that this is kind of the situation that we've put ourselves in. This is the hand that we've been dealt. This is kind of what we asked for by, by letting them back in the game and, you know, we put it on their shoulders to find a way to to fight and claw back, and 
and get the lead back and give us a chance to win. And and they sure enough did. You know, Darius Love played huge for us. He he's getting better and better each and every day that he comes into the gym and is just so much more comfortable this year than, than he was last year. And and uh, you know what he does well and, and how he can really impact our team. So it was really good to see him. Uh, get going. Jacob Brown had a good game. It was really good to, to see him get going again after, you know, being injured a little bit earlier in the year and and uh, being limited a little bit offensively. He was able to get that thing going. So uh, overall, just couldn't could be more proud of the guys, you know, finding a way to to force overtime and, and then ultimately coming out with a victory. Well, so I've got two things on the Campbellsville game, Coach. So there are a couple other players I wanted to ask you about. Let's jump back into that you talk about that last part of that first half. Really, I think it shows how talented the Mid-South is. Uh, it was 39-24 at 15 points. Next thing you know, with Campbellsville, they hit three threes in a row to cut that 15-point lead down to six at halftime. But then, again, you guys go up 10 in that second half, and then Campbellsville continues to fight. I tell you what, not in, not out, this Mid-South conference is no joke. you got to bring your A game for 40 minutes. Yeah, Campbellsville is extremely explosive offensively. They've got a really talented roster, and uh, we knew that they were capable of going on big scoring runs at any time. And uh, you know, just trying to trying to win the the battle on the glass and trying to be the tougher team when we go out to play, you know, is something that we want to try to make a staple of of our our roster and, and our season this year. And uh, you know, I, I thought even with overtime scored ninety two points, I think we only made three threes the entire night. Um, you know that was that was a credit to our guys just absolutely playing their hearts out, getting into the to the paint, playing at the rim, uh, just having to really work for every single shot and every single bucket that they got. Campbellsville did a great job making us work for everything that we did, and um, you know I think one of the bigger things, obviously, uh, when you look at the stat sheet, is, is that we only had five turnovers in that game, and and I think if you know anytime we can play a conference game with only five turnovers, uh, I feel like our chances have to be pretty good to come out with a win. Uh, so one thing, uh, compliment you guys also. I thought the defense on Peyton Broughton was huge on Thursday night. You guys really contained him coming to the game, averaging over 20 points per ball game. Not sure what he ended up with. I know he scored a lot of points late, but I know for the majority of the game, you guys had had him under control. But jump, jumping back to the Bears roster, Coach, I know you already talked about Darius and also, also with JB as well, but I thought Corbin Spencer played a solid game Thursday night, Coach, and then Maurice Dixon off the bench come with some huge minutes for you. Yeah, yeah. Corbin's been battling some health issues and, and really it's it's day to day with him whether whether we know whether he's gonna play or not. And he was able to, to, to put together two really just gutsy performances this week. And um, you know, we played really well Thursday. Maurice, you know, we were looking for a spark during that during that middle game where we were struggling a little bit. So, you know, Maurice came in and, and uh has has been making huge strides in practice on a daily basis and came in and really provided us the spark that we needed. He he was great defensively. He, you know, kind of became a go-to guy for us down the stretch to get to the free throw line or or get something going around the rim. And, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, uh, a good defensive plan on Peyton Broughton and some of those guys. Tavon Horton uh, all week long really bought into just being a defensive stopper and being a guy that, uh, you know, just played every single possession, went out and, and made, you know, we know those guys are talented enough. They're going to get shots. They're going to make shots and, uh, you know, Tavon really accepted the responsibility of just taking that battle personally and, and just 
going back at it time and time again and and just making their life miserable and and tough on them when they every time they caught it and it made them really work hard and, and earn everything that they've got so um, you know, kudos to, to Tavon and kudos to Corbin and Maurice. You know, it, it was it's a total team effort. You know, I, I'm, I'm very proud of those guys and and, uh, you know, couldn't have asked them for more. Well, so, Coach, you guys uh, got to enjoy that win for about 12 hours and then preparation starts for Georgetown kind of on Saturday. And you guys pulled that one out, Coach, 72 to 66, three bears and double figures that uh, on Saturday. And, Coach, a huge 18 of 21 from the free throw line. Yeah, you know, it, it, playing Thursday, Saturday makes it tough at times, especially on the Saturday games. You know, we're a program and, and a staff that really relies heavily on preparation. And, uh, you know, we thrive on routine and consistency and, and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, that's really kind of where we got off base last year a little bit. It was just really hard to to do some of those things that, that we feel like give us an advantage and, and play to our strengths as a staff. But, you know, credit to our guys. They, they you know, came back after a big overtime win Thursday, uh, 100% locked in, ready to, to figure out what we needed to do to win on Saturday. And, um, you know, our staff put together a great game plan and and uh, executed the, the game plan to the to the team and in and, uh, and our scouting and our prep and our, and our film work. So, um, you know, our, our, it just showed a sign of a, of a very mature group, a group that is uh, hungry to win and, and wants to get better, uh, you know, being able to put the emotions of a big Thursday win aside and, and really lock in on that Friday to prepare for a big, big rivalry game on Saturday. You just mentioned a young man defensively on Thursday night and Tavon Horton. Well, then he showed he's a complete player on Saturday. He came to play offensively on Saturday against Georgetown, Coach. Yeah, he, you know, we struggled to shoot the ball from deep again, but, you know, Tavon was the one, uh, you know, bright light in, in that area for us. He he hit some huge shots down the stretch from, from deep. And, uh, again, you know, we tasked him with a, a, a tough – a tough defensive assignment. You know, we asked him to play uh, a ton on the perimeter against, uh, you know, Peyton Broughton and Jace Wallace on Thursday and, and Thursday uh, or on, uh, yeah, on Thursday. And then on Saturday, uh, you know, there wasn't very many possessions that he wasn't either guarding Kyron Jones or Darren Boyd for Georgetown, which are, are two of the better players in the, and not just in the league, but in the country. So uh, he really bought into, to, to play in that defensive minded role and, and uh, was rewarded on Saturday by being able to put the ball in the bucket as well. Well, Coach, also, well, <clears throat> again, another solid week. Well, not another solid week. Another solid game for Maurice Dixon. Uh, it comes up with 10 points, three rebounds for you as well. Yeah, he's he's staying ready. You know, we, we talk, you know, all of us are, are good and all of us together can be overwhelming and you never know when your your night's going to be called. And, and you know, we challenge our guys 1 through 12 to always be prepared to find a way to impact winning. And, and we, we talk about how – uh, those ways can be different. You know, it can be from a scoring perspective. It can be from a rebound perspective. It could be uh, just from a, uh, you know, a, a bench role support, you know, your teammates, keep them locked in in the timeouts kind of perspective. So just, you know, we, we challenge each and every one of those guys to find a way to impact winning each and every night and, uh, you know, just to stay ready because they never know when their number may be called and, and what may be needed of them on any given night. So, um, you know, Maurice is – uh, again, making huge strides for us. He had a great week. Uh, we we just got to hope that he he can continue to uh, to continue to grow and continue to improve at the rate uh, that he's been able to do so over the last few weeks. And then the third person in double figures for you against your channel was Kenyon Dooling with ten points, also had two rebounds as well. Yeah, with, with Corbin struggling a little bit with his health, um, you know, and, and really not knowing 
what the availability of him was going to be going into Saturday after playing so hard on Thursday. Um, you know, we challenged Kenyon about, uh, you know, being able to come in and, and uh, you know, really take over in, in more of a leadership and more of a, uh, a game manager kind of perspective. You know, he was able to score the ball a little bit. I think scoring comes more naturally to him than, than the rest of it. But he's also one of our best uh, on-ball defenders. So, you know, having him out there is – is a huge bonus to us on the defensive end. And, uh, you know, he really embraced the challenge that we put forth uh, of him just be- trying to become a little bit more of a leader, more of a game manager, uh, being more intentional in the things that he does offensively uh, so that we were able to keep him, him out there and reap the benefits of his defensive ability. And, uh, you know, he's another guy that, that really wants to get better. He, he's gotten so much better over the course of the last three, four, five weeks. And, uh, you know, just another new guy into our program that is getting more and more comfortable uh, with every practice. So I, I think, you know, as he continues to become more comfortable and continues to find different ways to impact winning outside of just scoring, uh, you know, I think the sky's the limit for him as well. Well, Coach, truly on, on Saturday was, a, I wouldn't say wire-to-wire a victory for the Bears, but the Georgetown only had the lead one time in the game. And that's at the 17-52 mark in the first half. After that, once you got the Bears got the lead, you guys held on the entire game. It was a close game, Georgetown talented team. However, once your team got the lead, they knew how to close it out. Yeah, you know, we those were you – know, I don't know exactly. I think going into the week we were the number one and number two scoring teams in the country, so we expected it to be a little more high scoring, uh, a little more fireworks on the offensive end. But, uh, you know, we had challenged our guys, you know, all week. And, and really it's one of our challenges that we, we put in front of them since they got to campus just to – to, to kind of be the tougher team. You know, when we go out on the floor, we want to be uh, physically and mentally tougher than, than we've been uh, here in our program for the last couple of years. And, and we certainly want to try to carry that over and, and be more physically and mentally tough than, than whoever it is that we're playing that night. So that's a challenge we put before them. And, and you know, I think we went out and, and we were the, the aggressor from the tip. You know, I think they had a lot of confidence. I think they had a lot of a real want to and desire to, to kind of go out and uh, make a statement. And, uh, you know, we're, we're certainly thankful that uh, the decision went our way. But as you know, in, in these conference games and in, in a rivalry game like the Georgetown game, uh, there's been a lot of close games that could go either way. We're, we're just thankful to have these games go our way this time. Well, Coach, as we're recording this on Monday night, this week you guys will be playing on Tuesday at Emory and Henry College on Tuesday at 6 p.m. and then Saturday – You'll be back at the Appalachian Wireless Arena taking on Ohio Valley University at 4 p.m. First of all, Coach, let's talk about Emory and Henry, um, a team not too far from Pikeville. Uh, but I, I don't know if we have much of a, a history against that team, but what do you know about Emory and Henry, Coach? Yeah, Emory and Henry's been, uh, you know, been Division Three uh, for several, several years. Um, and this year they actually moved up in their NCAA Division II. So they're transitioning Division II. They're an independent NCAA Division II team uh, that's only got one loss so far on the year. They played an exhibition against Radford as well and, and lost that by 12 or 13 points, I think. So uh, they've had some good showings and, and uh, you know, certainly going on the road uh, to play an NCAA Division II institution uh, with one loss will, will be a challenge for us. So, uh, you know, coming off a, a – Big week, you know, we've kind of got a guard against a letdown. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what our guys are about in terms of uh, how they handle success. You know, we've, we've been able to kind of manifest an underdog role, so to speak, up to this point. And, uh, you know, they've thrived in, in, in that situation. So we'll see 
after we get a little bit of a of a good week with two Mid South Conference wins, if we're able to stay locked in, stay focused, and and uh, stay as hungry as we were coming into this past week and, and handle success the right way. But uh, Emory and Henry, they're, they're talented. They play very hard. Um, they're they're a younger team, but uh, you know, getting scholarships this year, I, I do think their talent level is as good as it's been in a while. So uh, we'll have to to make sure that we're locked in, we're ready to go, um, and uh, you know, prepared for for what's going to be a really tough game on the road. So, Coach, then Saturday, you wrap up the week. Um, we're taking on Ohio Valley University on Saturday Appalachian, at the Appalachian Wireless Arena. What do you know about Ohio Valley? Yeah, Ohio Valley, is a, this is their first year in the NAI. They've been an NCAA Division II institution up until this year. So they're, they've joined the River States Conference and um, are a member of the NAI now. You know, they've played – uh, they played Campbellsville really, really close, had a lead uh, for a lot of that game and and uh, ended up losing it down the stretch at Campbellsville. Um, they played uh, an exhibition against EKU where they were competitive for a good portion of that game. Um, IU East, who is, is a traditional uh, powerhouse in the River States Conference, I think they just lost to IU East by two uh, yesterday or, or Saturday. So they've had some success. They, they've had a little bit of ups and downs. They play a really fast, high-tempo have a really, really talented point guard. Um, you know, that'll be coming off of Thanksgiving where, where our guys get a, a little bit of time free, but but not a ton. And and uh, hopefully we're able to get everyone focused in and locked in on, on uh, you know, what, what business needs to be taken care of over the weekend there. But, um, you know, it's going to be another another tough test, another tough test of, of a hungry bunch of guys that, are, you know, have had a little bit of success this year, but just haven't quite figured it out consistently yet. And, uh, you know, if they do, they're going to be dangerous. We, we just got to hope we make sure that, that that's not against us when they figure it out. Well, also, Coach, on this podcast, we'll be having um, one of your f- former players, Elijah Justice, will be on this week's podcast. What can you tell us about Elijah Justice? Yeah, EJ is, you know, he was a fantastic player here for us. Um, you know, obviously a, a little bit of a legend in, in this part of Kentucky in terms of what he was able to accomplish as a high school basketball player with – uh, state championship and and um, you know Mr. Basketball Award and and how he went on to, to have a great uh, and successful college career and and now moved into coaching here locally as well. But he's he's a great friend of the program. He's always been super supportive of us. Um, certainly lucky to have been able to be around him and and be an assistant while he was here for a couple of years. And um, you know he's he's got some talent over at Pikeville High School as well that that uh, you know we're currently recruiting and. Uh, he's been a great mentor for some of our current players. I know Jordan Perry, um, Corbin Spencer, some of those guys uh, spend quite a bit of time with him in the offseason, and he's he's pretty active in the skill development world in terms of just trying to get kids in this area in the gym. So, um, you know, he, he's had a, a huge role in our program as a player, and now uh, as an alum of our program, he, he's also there for support and uh, ha- has done done amazing things for us. So we're, we're super proud of, of EJ, and, uh, you know, hopefully he has another great year as the head coach at Pikeville High School this year. Well, Coach, I tell you what, thank you for your time. We want to wish you the best of luck uh, this week. And uh, as a reminder, folks listening in to Saturday's game against Ohio Valley University can be watched and streamed live uh, on upikebears.com. Of course, we'd love folks to come out to the Appalachian Wireless Arena and cheer on the Bears in person. But if you can't make it in person, you can definitely cheer on the, the Orange and Black online as well. Absolutely, Gary. I appreciate it. And we hope to see everybody out on Saturday. Wish you the best of luck. See you, Coach. Thank you. Thanks. Welcome to the U-Pike Men's Basketball Podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. I appreciate your time, Coach. And um, 
good opportunity for us to re- reflect about your time as a member of the Bears basketball team and what you've done since graduation. Yeah, that was good times. Well, Coach, um, you've had a lot of success on the basketball court as a player and now as a coach now. Kind of share with the audience what some of the life lessons that basketball has taught you, Elisha. Yeah, some of the things that – and. You know, same thing I try to encourage my, my players now to understand, like some things are bigger than just us. And um, one, one of my favorite things that I would say is just the fact that it is a team sport. And, you know, it's it's not about me trying to do everything on my own or, or you trying to do it all on your own. But it's, you know, what? how can we work together to be better as a team than just a bunch of individuals? You know, so it's all of us working together towards one common goal. And, and that's what that's honestly, that's even the things that I miss is is going to battle with my teammates, guys that I cared so much about and knowing that the next guy would, you know, they was ready to put their life on the line for me and I would do the same for them. Like having that kind of a connection and being able to have each other's back on a consistent basis and finding a way to work together as a team towards one common goal. So that, that's one thing that, that I like is um, the teamwork part of it and, and knowing, you know, each of us may have a little different job, but we're all still working together, you know. And I feel like that's things that we can take into no matter what job you have or what you're doing in your life, like, if if you're just an individual and you don't know how to work well with others, you're, you're going to struggle in some things. So that that's what I like about it. And um, another big thing that I would say is, you know, on the court, there's always times when you're struggling, you, you've got to, you know, you find yourself going through some adversity and things ain't going your way, you know, and what are you going to do in, in those times? when when things are you know not everything's not going your way and um you know we probably all found ourselves in situations like that on the court and i can remember one time in particular in college being down 18 points with like seven minutes left in the game and we had to find a way to dig in a little deeper and you know fight just a little harder but you know some because you see some teams sometimes and maybe they're going through that and they'll just kind of give up, you know, they'll hang their heads and they'll point fingers and they'll quit. What are you going to do in times like that? And, you know, and I remember that one particular game that being down 18 with about seven minutes left and we came back and won on the last second shot. We just kept fighting, kept digging, kept clawing. You know, we, we just wanted it that bad. And that's the kind of things that, you know, that I tried to carry over and tell these guys, what type of person are you going to be when life smacks you in the mouth and gets you down? Are you just going to be ready to throw your hands up and quit? Or are you going to be the type of person that's going to dig in a little harder and, and keep fighting and find a way to, to get back on top? So but that, that's no, just a couple of things that I take. Well, I didn't mean to interrupt, interrupt you, Elijah, but I know no, you're what you're talking about, about the adversity and then also coming together as a common goal. Um, this is more as, as you as a coach. I remember, of course, you were coaching at Pikeville High School now had a lot of success. I can't remember what year it was, but you guys were playing John Harden, a large school out in kind of western Kentucky. Yeah. And I think you guys go into triple overtime. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, um, and if the guys hit big shot after big shot, people gave nobody gave Pikeville a chance because Jordan Harden had a, some talented players, large school playing a, a single A school from from Eastern Kentucky, and and your kids dug in, coach, and they sit there and hit big shot after big shot, forcing those overtimes and getting the win. They did, and honestly, I, I remember using that as motivation because uh, everybody else or most people had John Harden penciled in the final four of the state tournament. I remember a certain uh, analyst saying that they had a pretty easy road to the final four, and I used that stuff and I shared it with my team. And so the fact that they came out and played as hard as they did and believed in each other, not just in their self, but, but believed – in each other, I mean, it was an amazing thing to watch. That's a game that and you the three overtimes. But in each of those, we we found ourselves in regulation in the first overtime and the second overtime. All three of those, we were down three points and had to come up with a three-point play three different times. That's awesome. In regulation, I actually remember looking up in the stands and people were leaving the building. We were down three with three seconds left on the clock and it was last game of the night a lot of people was already hitting the exits and and going out the doors and we threw it in from half court made two quick passes and Wyatt turned around and hit a crazy three nothing but net and put it into the first overtime and then in the first overtime and the ball found itself in the hands of Evan Rhodes shooting a point shot and he got fouled and so now Evan had to come up with three free throws in order for it to go into another uh, overtime. And he hit the first two. They called the timeout, tried to ice him. He came out, hit the third one. Boom, it went into a second overtime. In the second overtime, we were down three again and had to come up with another three-point play. At this time, several of my guys, I felt like they was, you know, just passing the ball almost like they didn't want the shot. And the ball found its hands uh, – itself in the hands of Christian Billiter, who I think it only hit eight or nine three-pointers on the year, and he shot it, and it went in. We went into a third overtime. Then we were up three at the end, and they couldn't get one to go, and we won the game. And, you know, like I said, they they weren't supposed to be in that game. You guys had three players come up big, and really that that lesson that you've learned as far as that camaraderie and playing for somebody else, not just for yourself, Yes. It's very evident in that game. Yes. Yeah, it, it was big time, you know. And uh, everybody just, like I said, they continued to believe that we was going to win that game. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was a great, it was a special team to be a part of. Well, Coach, let's let's talk about Elijah Justice as a player. Uh, very, your high school career is, it's unmatched by a lot of, I mean, there are not too many people who have had a high school career that you had. Two All A state titles, a member of the uh, 2010 um, Sweet 16 state championship, named Mister Basketball after your senior year as well. Uh, go to the University of Louisville and had an opportunity to play for Rick Pitino there as well. Also, but then to really coach, uh, I want you to kind of talk about you're you're on that you're on you know, you've had all those successes and you get to play for Rick Pitino and you guys go to the NCAA Final Four. Talk about some of those experiences at Chevy Valley High School and then going to the University of Louisville as well. Yeah, those were 
both just uh, very exciting times for me. I mean, when you grow up, and especially in Kentucky, who most people consider the basketball state, you know, and, and you you watch these guys on TV your whole life. And, you know, as, as little boys, there's a couple of things you dream of. And, you know, one of them, I believe, is winning a state championship. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to play on a team where, you know, we had a, a great group of guys that everybody worked extremely hard, uh, that had great chemistry and, and had that same belief that we talked about a few minutes ago in each other. Uh, you know, no matter how many times people said that we were supposed to lose, like I can never remember us stepping on the floor thinking that we was going to get beat. I mean, we could have been playing you know, anybody in the world, but we always stepped on that floor with the confidence that we was going to win. And, you know, that, that is, that's some of the most exciting times in your life when you, you know, you think back on it and, and going through high school and, and playing and, you know, the state tournament at Rupp Arena and the state championship game, like that doesn't happen for everybody. And it's one of those things that I think most people would give anything to go back and, and get to do that again. And, uh, you know, it was just, a special time in our lives and you know we we've had a, a close bond I feel like that that group of seniors that played that year and um you know it's it's still when we get together to this day that it's it's so fun to talk about it and relive some of those moments and you know for me I, I like even going back and watching some of the old films so that's times that we'll never forget for sure and you know people that we'll never forget in our lives and um, you know, and then to, to be able to go on and, and play in the final four that, you know, that that's probably another thing that, that people dream of <laughs> growing up in Kentucky. And, you know, most of them I know was playing at the university of Kentucky, but also uh, playing in the NCAA final four. And, you know, and for me growing up, I always, Rick Patino was one of those coaches that I always heard my dad talk about growing up. It was one of his favorites to ever coach the game. And, you know, so when I had him calling me, that was, uh, you know, that was just unbelievable. And for me to think that I had an opportunity to go and play for him at that time was a no-brainer for me. And, uh, you know, I had to jump at that chance. And, you know, that's a guy that he, he knows how to win. And you look at what he did and where he took us and, you know, to, to play on that stage and, you know, in front of that many people. I mean, it was just unbelievable. So. You know, just it's times that I'm extremely thankful for and uh, will never forget. Well, Coach, now let's talk about that, your thought process. Now you're going to go from the University of Louisville and decide to, to transfer to go and play for Kelly Wells. Share a little bit about your thought process there. Yeah, and there's a few things that went into play, I feel like. Um, you know, obviously Coach Wells was always around when I was in high school and um, – you know, and, and, and a, a great coach and somebody that I always looked up to, um, the way that he handles himself on and off the floor, uh, for sure. And there was a couple more things I feel like that, uh, went into it, uh, for me. And, um, you know, I was always, uh, real big and in, into my church at home. And, um, I, I really felt like before I ever left, uh, going to the University of Louisville, I felt a calling, like almost like God was calling me to, to preach. And uh, it was something that I kind of ran from for a while. And I thought, well, it scared me a little bit because I, I was never one to, 
want to talk in front of a crowd or, or be in front of people uh, in the spotlight. I, I honestly, I didn't like that part. <laughs> I just wanted to, to play and, and be done with it. But I did feel like God was, was calling me and, and I kind of run from it for a while and it, it just started to build up and uh, it, that feeling got stronger on me. And at the same time, you know, my papa fell real sick and uh, they said that he had cancer and it wasn't looking good. And at that time, I guess all of those things kind of come together. And I said, you know, it, it'd be more important for me to spend my last two years back home and be closer to my, my grandfather to be able to answer that calling that I felt inside of me and, and be involved in my church. Um, cause I wasn't able to do those things, uh, when I was away at, at Louisville and, you know, on top of that, to be able to go and play for another, uh, what I would consider hall of fame coach and Kelly Wells, when you look at what he's done and, you know, he's, he's, I tell my players to this day, he's won at every level. <laughs> he's won at True. the high school level. He's won at the college level. He's won state championships. He's won national championships. He's won conference championships. And to be able to learn from another coach, you know, it was a win-win for me. Well, Elijah, when you transferred back to, to, to play at University of Pikeville, you played on some very successful teams. I know you talked about it earlier. You talk, you've really, it's one thing, the life lessons that you've learned from basketball is that, you know, playing for someone else besides yourself. You're two, two years at the University of Pikeville, two very successful teams, a regular season, Mid-South Conference Championship, a tournament, Mid-South Conference Championship as well, too. And those, and that's probably the toughest NAIA. Talk about that experience of winning at that level. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's it's not what everybody thinks that it is. First of all, you know, I don't think people understand how competitive the NAIA level is, especially uh, in that league, like you just hit on. Uh, the the talent is just unbelievable. Um, and, you know, one of the things that impressed me with Coach Wells was because we did have so much talent. You know, you look at some guys that played there the same time that I did, you know, and, and Deuce Briscoe and uh, Bruce Reed and, and Keala King and uh, Chris Cantino, Josh Whitaker. I, I mean, Trevor Setti. I, I mean, we had so much talent. And some would argue, too, that sometimes – that can be a problem when you got egos involved and everybody's used to being the man. And, you know, I, I think that coach Wells did an extremely good job and getting us to buy into his system and, you know, and, and find, uh, that needed to be in and not just, you know, it wasn't always just one of us going to get our points, but it was still more of a team thing. And the way that he brought us together, got us to play together, and uh, you know, it, it was it was some fun times for sure. Especially you look at who you know who was strong in the Mid South at that time, and Georgetown was already up there. And I know we had some pretty impressive wins on them, even in the tournament. And Lindsey Wilson was really good at that time. So, I mean, it, it was tough. You know, people people underestimate it sometimes. I believe. Well, so you cap off your senior year. And you're named All American. What did that mean to you? Yeah, that that was special to me too because, too, I feel like I was never one that 
that really needed to score the basketball. I felt like I feel like I could, and there was times when I needed to, and I did. But it wasn't like I never had that feeling like I got to go out here and get thirty. Like no, I'm gonna play the game the right way. And I feel like that they appreciated that because I don't even I don't even know that I averaged double digit scoring. Um, you know, I just tried to to run the show and 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 get guys the ball where they could score and be successful and you know take my shots when they came and and try to be be efficient with that and um so it, it did it, it meant a lot to me it felt like that they uh appreciated the way that i played the game even though it wasn't scored i'll tell you one thing sitting in the stands and watching you play elisha it was a thrill to watch you play of course i cheer for anybody who's, who's wearing the orange and black for the university of pikeville but having you out there it's just um a local guy who was playing hard and played the game the right way. He was definitely fun to watch play, and I enjoy watching you coach right now as well. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, and it, it meant a lot to me, too, to, to come back home and, and play in front of, you know, made it obviously made it a lot easier for my family and people to be here and to play back in the community where I grew up. And so it, it was special for me, and for us to have the success that we had, it just was, uh, you know, the icing on the cake. Well, Elijah, if you don't mind, I'd like for you to, to share your experiences. I know you talked about Kelly Wells a little bit and what he means to you, meant to you. Um, but also you had Ty Compton for two years as well, too. Talk about your experience playing for Ty Compton. Yeah, no, those guys, uh, you know, they like I said, they did a great job. And, um, you know, Ty kind of one of those guys that could, at that time, you know, be an assistant under Kelly Wells. Uh, you know, I feel like he did a good job when – you know, coaches coming down on us hard and, you know, and put us in the right spots and get us where we need to be. And, uh, you know, I feel like Ty did a good job kind of coming behind him and picking us back up and being positive and, you know, putting us where we need to be. And um, I know he's kind of taking the reins now and, and, and doing a great job. And um, I'm excited for him and, you know, told him I'm going to try to get over there and watch him some more this year and, um, think that they're going to have some success in the future. Well, I tell you what, I know they picked up two big conference wins uh, last week over Campbellville yes. and Georgetown. Anytime you can beat those two teams, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Uh, especially in conference, you know what people don't understand. You, you got to bring it every night <laughs> when you start these conference games. Like it's sometimes it's not that big a gap from the bottom team to the top team, and. You know, you, you come and you have an off night, just about anybody can beat you. But to get back-to-back wins like that and everybody knows about the rivalry between, between you, Pike, and Georgetown, and I mean, that's a team that you just want to beat every time you play them. And uh, so, that, like you said, that's huge to get those back-to-back wins, and um, I think we'll see more of that from them in the future. Well, Elijah, i got two more questions for you. The first question I have for you is, so you have a recruit – who has an opportunity to come play at the University of Pikeville. If they had called Elisha Justice and said, hey, Elisha, I have an opportunity to play and put on the orange and black for the U-Pikes Bears, what are you telling that recruit? I would tell that guy that if he wants to win, then that's a good place to go. Um, you know, and it, it's one of those places that you're going to, like like me and you've talked, you're going to have talent <laughs> in there every single year. So it's one of those things like, you're going to have to come and earn your spot. But if, if I'm a coach, I only want guys that's 
going to want to come earn their spot because, you know, you don't get anything handed to you at that level. So you got to come in and you got to bring it every single day and you got to outwork somebody to, to, to get what you want. But at the end of the day, you're all on the same team. And if you're, you want to go somewhere and you want to win and you want to be, you know, at the top of the mid South and you want to be going into that national tournament with a chance to win, I'd say you're going to a good place. Well, Elijah, actually, I want to extend, I want to ask you two more questions now. I want to talk to Coach Elijah Justice. I want to like for you to preview your team of coming because you got a very talented team coming back as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm excited uh, about this group that I have coming back. and uh, Everybody knows we've kind of battled the, the injury bug a little bit, and um, guys are starting to get healthy. So uh, I'm excited about getting everybody back out there and, and getting them at full strength and the – you know, it obviously it's a, it's a work in progress, but I like the pieces that we have, and uh, I think if we will continue to to build off of that, and and you know not get, not get content with where we're at and, and keep working and improving, I like where we can go. Uh, you know, I feel like we've got some some good shooters where we can kind of spread the floor. You know, you got Riley coming back that he can you know he can run the show. He sees the floor extremely well. You know. I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, you know, we've got guys that we can play at a, a little faster pace than what we're used to. And um, so, you know, we're hoping to get more fast break points, get out on the run, kind of speed the game up a little bit. And then on the defensive end, being able to, to apply a little more pressure than what we have in the past and, and get up in you a little bit and, and just try not to let anybody get comfortable. That's why I tell my guys, we want to – just make it uncomfortable for the other team, you know, to run their sets and, you know, just not let them get anything easy. So if we can do that, we can get out and run, you know, find our shooters and our sets, you know, I think we'll be in good shape. And Elijah, just share with everybody the audience. I know you've you've been the head coach at June Buchanan School and now currently you're at Pikeville High School. How long have you been a head coach? I think I'm going into my eighth year, so seven years going into my eighth. Uh, to at June Buchanan and entering my sixth year uh, at Pikeville High School. And then also, then Elisha, how many regional championships have you won at Pikeville? We've won uh, two regions, two all-A regions, and four district championships. Well, I tell you, it's, awful. it's a, an impressive start to your coaching career for the Panthers. Yeah, no, well, like I said, we, we've got a, a really hard-working group. Um you know, that they just, uh, they're hungry. It's been a couple of years since we played at Rupp and this group. Um, it's, it's some of the guys that was kind of coming up as as Wyatt, uh, Battle, and, and, and Connor Roberts and Kyle Watkins and those guys was graduating. So they kind of got a little taste of it, but it, it wasn't like they were the guys that was running the show. So, um, you know, I know that they're hungry for that. They seen those guys do it and and, and now they're thinking it's it's their time. It's their time to, to get there and to, you know, walk in those footsteps. And so we're, we're excited, and we're going to keep working our tails off, and hopefully we can make some noise in the end. And I promise you this is my final question. Now, the other hat that you wear, Elijah's husband and Elijah's dad. Tell us a little <laughs> about your family. Yeah, so I uh, married uh, Morgan. Uh, Morgan Justice is my wife that we actually met when I came back to U-Pike that first year and 
Um, it was, it was kind of one of those times when, you know, I always heard everybody say, when you meet the one, you know it. And I always thought that that was just silly. Happened to me. And, uh, but time that I met her, I had that feeling about her that she was the one for me. And, you know, we got two kids now. We got a boy that's three years old, Uriah. And then we got a little girl that's one year old, Abriella. And you, if you're at our games, you will see them because they will make their presence known. <laughs> um, they're, they're wild. And though, you know, one of them may take off across the court, but my boys that practice, they know it's just a play on and, you know, just another defender out there. If he gets out there on the floor, they're used to it by now. But, uh, no, seriously, they have uh, – they've really taken up with Uriah, and, and they're so good to him. And he, he just loves being around the boys. And so that's why most practices he wants to be right down there with me on the floor. And uh, I'm glad that it's it's been like that because it makes it more enjoyable for me when he loves it and he wants to be there, and, and, and the guys make it fun for him. We're excited for this year. Well, I tell you what, Elijah, we're the University of Pikeville. We're extremely proud of you, uh, what you've done as far as not only the man you are and the family you're raising, but also the, the, men, the boys that you're raising to be men on the basketball court. You go to a basketball game. Uh, you're always calm, cool, collected, and you, you're teaching these young men the right way to do it. So the University of Pikeville, we're extremely proud of you, and we're definitely glad you're a Bear. Well, I sure appreciate it, and I like to think that I've had uh, some good examples to walk in front of me and, and show me the way to walk. Well, Elijah, we want to wish you the best of luck with the, for the Pikeville Panthers this year. We're definitely go go Panthers, and then also I know hopefully we see you at the over at the Appalachian Wireless Arena sometime cheering on the Bears. We'll be there. We appreciate it. Awesome. Appreciate you, Elijah. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the U-Pike Men's Basketball Podcast. And a special thanks goes out to Elijah Justice for his appearance this week. If you want to stay up to date with all the happenings around the U-Pike men's basketball program, stay tuned to upikebears.com for all the updated information about the team. You can also keep track of stats, schedule, and also stream the games if you're unable to attend at the Appalachian Wireless Arena. It's Gary Justice, and as always, it's a great day to be a bear. <laughs>